Welcome to Wine with HR. I'm Jules. Hey there, I'm Trish. Lawyers turned HR professionals. Through our company, Monarch Endeavors, we guide employers through their oh shit moments with their employees. In this podcast, we will discuss some of the most common <laughs> and commonly frustrating HR problems while enjoying our favorite adult beverage, wine. So sit back, grab a glass, if you choose, and join us as we think about and drink about all things HR. Hello, everyone, and welcome to, sad to say, our last episode of our first season of Wine with HR. Can you believe it, Trish? No, I cannot. But it's just the last episode of our first season, many seasons to come. Yes. And speaking of seasons, (laughs) today we're talking about the holiday season. Full of holly jolly good times or ho, ho, horrible. (laughs) 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 So what on earth are we talking about? Well, one of the reasons we wanted to talk about this is because even though many of us enjoy the holidays and we get so excited about all of the different things we get to celebrate, they can be a really tough time of year for a lot of people for a lot of reasons. So for some, it's work pressures like end-of-the-year deadlines. For others, it's increased personal, financial, or family obligations. For some, it's just family in general. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Some people have lost somebody at some point this year, maybe even recently. And so that can, you know, that completely changes how you experience a holiday. So In this episode, we're going to offer tips to help you recognize stress, anxiety, or sadness in yourself, your employees, and your colleagues. And of course, we're going to share some tips on different ways that you can manage it. But before we get to that, we, of course, need to talk about the wine, which is how I manage the holidays. I have a funny feeling so many of our listeners out there are going, oh, you too? Yes, yes. It is an essential part of the holidays. Yes, it shouldn't be the only coping mechanism, but it definitely helps. Get out, get a walk, clear your head, enjoy that fresh air. Don't share all our tips now. Oh, yeah, right. Shoot. I got all excited. All right, Trish, what? What wine are you drinking today? So today, um, sticking with my uh, Cabernets, because you know I love them so much, um, I am drinking Ghost Pines Cabernet. Hmm. It's out of Napa. I really like the description on the back of this bottle, but let me just explain to you what they say about it. They say that there are layers of blackberry and dark Mm. cherry, and those complement a rich roasted vanilla, Asian spice, and a nutty smoky character, all surrounded by a firm integrated tannin. I don't know what all of that exactly means, but let me tell you about like the cherry and the vanilla so far. Like from the first sip, I fell in love with this one. Um, It was very, very delicious. So I'm excited as we go forward to see if it's going to be one of my holiday choices. 
And Ghost Pines has a really cool label. Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course you know it. Every time I think I'm going to get to surprise you with one. Oh, man. If I could only show a picture to everyone right now. <laughs> yeah, very, very cool. And if you ever get a chance, read the back of the label. It tells you how they got their name and everything. It's super, super fun. Very cool. Very cool. What about you? I am drinking... A Chianti that my niece, Lauren, gave to me specifically to drink on this show because she's an avid listener. So shout out to Lauren. Hey, Lauren. So I told her that I was going to have it on our last episode. So I've been saving it and I'm very excited about it. Uh, And I also have to give Lauren two other minor shout outs. Well, not minor to her, but her birthday is in two days. So November 15th. So happy early birthday, Lauren. Happy birthday to you. (laughs) And also Lauren recently got married to her beautiful wife, Stephanie. So I got to give them a big congrats shout out. (laughs) (laughs) all sorts of things to celebrate so anyway obviously it's an italian because it's chianti (laughs) even i knew that (laughs) yes and it smells like it has a lot of that sort of darker berry richness that you were talking about a little bit of spice Hmm. oh that's nice got some pepper on the back end Oh, that's a really nice winter wine. Warms you up inside. I like that a lot. Good choice, Lauren. Nice. (laughs) Perfect for our holiday episode. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Oh, and I'm drinking out of a Christmas wine glass that says, let's get lit. (gasps) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Again, this is how I handle the holidays. Wine and humor. (laughs) I like it. I like it. All right. Well, moving on to the topic at hand, Trisha, why don't you tell us a little bit more about why we decided to pick this topic? I would love to do that. So as Julie mentioned, um, there are multiple reasons the holidays have that potential to cause the blues, right? Any one of those can cause uh, issues for you, for your employees, for your colleagues, both personally and professionally. And so we want to, again, as Julie mentioned earlier, discuss what we can do as employers and offer some bits of wisdom um, along the way. So I do want to start out with a couple of different reminders. And the first one is... You don't have to have like a full holiday policy or something like that to to have people make a difference in each other's life. Remind everyone about empathy. Use this opportunity to get your employees to try to see things from others' point of view. Everyone is stressed. Even those people who love the holidays, they're stressed about making it perfect in in their vision of what perfection is. And so we want to lead with grace and lean with kindness all the time, but especially this time of year. Recognize that maybe if someone's a little short with you or something like that, that it really isn't their intent. It has nothing to do with you. There's something else that is impacting them. And then as far as 
a formal kind of a program, talk with your managers, talk with your pro, uh, your supervisors as soon as possible. They need to know how to recognize or address the issues that come from that employee stress that we just mentioned. This does include, by the way, reduced productivity. So do you know what you want your managers to address? Do you know what you would rather have them send to HR? And make sure that you're clear about that because there are certain things that maybe they shouldn't actually be handling or maybe they don't have the training. Not that they don't want to try and do their best, but they just don't have the right training. And Jules, before I turn it over to you, can I do my favorite, some stats? It wouldn't be an episode of wine without them. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The first one is from NAMI, which is the National Alliance on Mental Illness. Their research actually found that 64% of people that are living with some sort of uh, a mental illness actually have their conditions worsen around the holidays. Mm. Now of that 64%, 40% said somewhat worse and 24% said a lot worse. So 64% of your employees that, and when we say mental illness, we're not just talking about like those classic illnesses that you think of, right? We're talking any sort of depression, any sort of anxiety, that type of thing as well. So don't go thinking we're talking just about the heavy, uh, what is typically considered the heavier illnesses. We're talking about all illness. And so that I think is a huge stat when you think of how that relates to your employees. And then the other one, according to the American Psychological Association, 38% of people said that their stress increased during the holidays. Now, I find that that percentage is very, very low, but I did want to show the the difference there. I want to pick up on something you just said about the the mental illness. So uh, I can't take credit for this, but one of my clients was at a conference recently and went to a a session on mental health. And the presenter asked them all, what do you think of when I say mental health? And most people started calling out illnesses, Mm -hmm. bipolar, depression, anxiety, um, schizophrenia, you know, all of those things. And then the presenter said, you know, it's very interesting because when we talk about mental health, we tend to talk about mental illness. When we talk about physical health, we don't start naming off diseases. Oh, wow. That is huge. Huge. Right. 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 And so that hit me too. I was like, oh, crap, that's 100% true. So there's still a lot of implicit bias around mental health and mental illness. We think about it differently than we think about physical health. And so I think that that's one thing to remember as we go into the holidays, what we're talking about, and I mean, we will talk a little bit about mental illness, but we're not therapists and we're not trained professionals. So we don't want to, you know, get outside of our lane. But what we're talking about is mental health, or as I have started calling it, mental well-being. Uh, And that's like, how do you help your employees focus more on their mental well-being during the holidays, whatever that might mean for them? And so I just kind of wanted to frame that as we head into some of the tips 
and tricks and ways that you can better support your employees. I think that is a really great frame of reference for going forward. Please, please remember kindness. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes. Right. Let's start with the kindness. (laughs) Yes, it can go a long way right now. So with that being said, we do want to let you know that there are some ways that you can recognize if something may be going on with one of your employees or your colleagues. So we wanted to give you some of the signs. Uh, So a change in normal behavior. So if you have somebody who is usually very sort of happy-go-lucky and all of a sudden they become uncharacteristically irritable or withdrawn, you know, that might be a sign that something bigger is going on. I'm going to get super serious for a second here, but the another one that I think is important to point out, and this is where we will um, give some tips about if you believe somebody might be struggling with thoughts of suicide. Uh, but sometimes people, before they die by suicide or decide on their plan, they become more peaceful or even they seem happier. Uh, and so that, if that is a change from the normal, again, what you're looking for is something that seems uncharacteristic based on how they've been acting. Uh, and sometimes that can be a sign as well. And I'll share a, a personal story, but that is something that I noticed. Uh, so when I was 18, I had come home from college for the holidays. I was working at a retail store in Michigan that I had worked at through several years in high school and college. And I uh, was working on this particular night with a girl that I'd gone to high school with. And while we knew each other in high school, we weren't like super, super close, but we were always real friendly to each other. And I liked her a lot, but we didn't really share a friend group or anything like that. But this particular night, she and I were working and, you know, it was kind of slow. So we had a lot of time to talk. And it struck me that she seemed a lot happier than she'd ever seemed to me. And she died by suicide that night. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So uh, now I know that that was a sign, but I didn't know it then. Right. Um, So again, I wanted to share that because I've heard that multiple times. Again, not a therapist, not, not a psychologist, not a psychiatrist, but I have heard that from other people that that is sometimes what happens. So if you do see that sort of change in somebody, ask them. Um, that's one of the things we'll talk about. Ask them if they're okay and and try to make a plan with them to talk to them the next day and give them some resources, which we'll talk about a little bit later. So I know I got heavy real fast there, but I just, um, when I saw that change in normal behavior, it just reminded me of something that has really stuck with me for the last however many years that makes it. I'm not going to say so nobody can figure out my age. But. <laughs> well, and I think that it's okay to get that serious right off the bat, right? Because people need to understand exactly what could happen. You know, even if you think that you are making a big deal out of nothing, to them, it could be everything. Yeah. 
And so Mm -hmm. taking that time to ask them again, and which we'll get into uh, shortly, but just remembering um, to do some of the things that that we suggest. And again, we have a whole bunch of resources for you guys at the end. This particular list comes from uh, an article called Addressing Holiday Stress and Its Impact at Work um, by Norbert Berta Alicia. So just wanted to kind of give credit where credit's due. Obviously, the personal stories um, are ours, but we found um, this article to be particularly helpful um, for all of you. So my next one would go kind of along with what Julie was talking about, which would be the change in appearance or hygiene. If you have someone who is always dressed to the nines and meticulously quaffed or whatever they say, (laughs) and then all of a sudden one day they're coming in and their hair's all a mess, and their, you know, their shirts untucked, or they just, they just seem to have given up caring about appearance. And I'm not saying appearance is everything, please. I I think y'all should know me by now, but it's that change. It's that shift from being so carefully put together to just all of a sudden being askew or having uh, hygiene issues where there were none before. It could, and again, we're not therapists. This is just one sign that someone maybe could be giving up or they could be experiencing extraordinary stress, whether it's due to the holidays or due to family from the holidays or due to (laughs) something else, you know, financial burdens around the holidays. Remember that that could be one more sign and do what you can to help. Yes, uh, a few other ones, and we'll I'll go through these uh, a little bit more quickly so we can get to how you can help your employees and yourself. Uh, but a lack of focus or concentration, unusual tension with other colleagues, so maybe somebody's snapping at people uh, when they weren't before uh, or getting easily frustrated or irritated. A change in the quality of work performance or a reduction in productivity. And again, we're talking about above and beyond what you would typically see. Right. Because, yes, I think we all become a little less productive (laughs) at this time of the year for a variety of reasons. But, um, you know, we're talking about uh, a little bit more extreme behavior. And then the last thing is, you know, somebody's either absent a lot or when they're present, they're just not really there. Yeah. So with that being said, uh, let's move into some of the ways that you can help to manage stress. And these are still from that same article. And we will put the article link in the show notes and we'll have a whole bunch of other resources for you in the show notes as well. Uh, So, Tricia, why don't you start with uh, one of your favorite tips? Well, I have to start with the one I already talked about earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Expand that. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, So I already mentioned taking a walk as a great idea to um, help manage stress. So, yes, of course, wine is always lovely, but that's great for outside of work. Uh, (laughs) We we don't want our employees drinking at work. That is one of the (laughs) things we could do. Um, Think about wellness breaks, just an opportunity to get your employees a chance to get away from their desk, get away from the deadlines, get away from the stress, get away from the performance that they're focused on, right? Get away. Take a walk. 
I even love yoga. Um, that was one of theirs that they suggested was the yoga session. And I think that's great. You know, there's a reason they have desk yoga. We could all just sit there and do it and, and just really take that mental health break that's so necessary. Put away the electronics. Give your brain a chance to recalibrate. But exercise, always, always my number one. Yeah. And you could have fun with it too. You could, you know, maybe make some sort of step challenge uh, combined Ooh. with, you know, getting people to visit each other's offices. I like you know? that. So I don't know, maybe you have holiday cards or they have to get stickers or something for every office they visit. And then you're getting more face-to-face -face interaction, which can be helpful during the holidays for people. So I love that idea. Yeah. Yeah, just something I came up with. Imagine uh, <laughs> off the top of her brilliant little head. <laughs> so on uh, another tip, you can help employees prioritize projects to manage pending deadlines during the holiday uh, that may be creating some additional stress. So maybe you just meet about those and talk about them. And also you can talk about how you're going to cover the holidays because people do tend to take more time off. So, you know, if you're proactive about that, then uh, that will help alleviate a lot of the stress from your employees. Love it. What about getting sick during the holidays? Mm. That's another. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> yes. And when it comes to the end of the year and people are stressed about deadlines, they're thinking about bonuses, they're thinking, oh, this is the last push. And people are going to remember that when it comes to, although they shouldn't, <laughs> people are going to remember that when it comes to handing out these special little ditties. No encourage your employees to stay home. We we want them, number one, to get well, to take that time. It's that work-life balance. But also, we don't want them spreading it to the other teammates. Um, they need to be encouraged to take the time they need to get healthy, regardless of deadlines. We want people to be able to really feel like it's okay to be sick. It's okay to get spend the time that they need to get well. So make sure that everyone understands because I will tell you, honestly, when people are stressed out, they're going to get sick more easily, right? It does mm -hmm. impact our immune system. So not only can you discourage that kind of stress thinking, but then you can also then encourage the, hey, we got you. Yes, I think that's great. I also think it could be helpful. Uh, this, this one, I'm going off off the article again. Give people an extra mental wellness day during the holiday season that they can use whenever they need it. Excellent. You know, it really doesn't cost the company anything other than, you know, uh, a PTO day, but it could mean the world to employees if they just, you know, are going through a rough time and, and just can't adult one day and they need, they need a day off from adulting. <laughs> I think we all need those once in a while, right? right? Yes, yes, for sure. Well, and to go along with that, uh, again, from the article, why don't we make sure that we're encouraging all of our employees to keep an eye out for each other? Mm -hmm. It doesn't just have to be us as HR or managers keeping an eye out for our friends and our colleagues. Make sure that everyone knows, hey, keep an eye out for each other. Make sure everyone's doing okay. Support them. Ask them if they want to go to lunch. Ask them 
if they, you know, want to talk anything that you go for a walk. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So make sure that you're reaching out to one another too. This is not just an HR or manager focused program. Absolutely. We all need to keep an eye on each other. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can also educate employees about topics that might be impacting their mental well-being. So things like financial wellness, uh, grief support programs, health-related issues, uh, or other related programs that might be able to assist them with, you know, financial concerns or just other sorts of emotional support that they may need uh, at this time. And then that can also help them not feel so alone. Uh, So I know one of my clients is going to be doing mental health Mondays throughout the month of December and just giving little tips every Monday via the, they have like every Monday they send out an email to everybody. So they're going to include some tips every week in that, which is, you know, a, yeah, it's a great way, especially because it's um, non-intrusive. So, yeah, you know, you're giving people information, but not in their face about it. So that's uh, another idea. That reminds me, um, today is Monday as we're recording this. So I know by the time you all hear it, it's not going to be today's <laughs> date anymore. I do understand that. But today, Monday, guess what today is? World Kindness Day. Oh, yes. Yes, I did know that. Mm -hmm. So just thought I would pass that along to everybody. I hope that everybody was kind to one another or that Mm -hmm. you choose to make every day World Kindness Day. Yes. Um, I want to expand on one more that you said, Julie. You were talking about giving people that extra mental health day. Maybe not if you say, oh, we can't do that. There's just no way. Maybe offer increased flexibility. Uh, one of my absolute favorites that they mentioned outside, of course, just getting out and clearing our heads was the additional flexibility so that people could attend holiday events. Their children's, like if they have a school play or if mm-hmm. they have um, some sort of a choir concert, something like that. It really is stressful and it's a lot of of work on parents to be there for their children. Anything that we can do, especially during those holidays, to make it easier on them, you know, allow someone to come in a little early, come go in a little late, whatever the case may be, to allow them the opportunity to fulfill those obligations and really be a present part of their children's life. Uh, Trust me, when we talk about retention, they are going to remember you for that. That is the epitome of work-life balance. Absolutely. Uh, The last one that uh, I want to talk about from the article is guiding employees towards your company's financial and uh, health wellness programs like your EAP uh, or if you offer any other sort of services where there might be legal services or counseling or anything like that that's available. And then to build on that, also having a list of resources available that employees can get to that they can share with people. So, you know, um, 988 is the suicide prevention hotline. So it used to be 1-800-SUICIDE. You can still call that number, but you can also just type in 988 from your phone. You can text, you can 
go on the computer and chat with somebody. You can talk to somebody. Uh, but that's a great resource to have to also for your employees to hand out to other people. And then uh, a list of local resources that might have gifts for kids if they're in uh, financial strife, you know, and they might need some donations uh, if they need financial resources through the holidays or, again, legal help. But if you can give them sort of just access to those resources and make it known where that list lives, then people can get that information without having to ask for it. And, you know, especially if they may feel that they're embarrassed. And then uh, one more note on that. I think it's great when companies do charitable things during the holidays. I really do. It's the spirit of the season. It's giving. It's it's wonderful. But I do think we need to be a little bit careful about it because I have seen companies, and it's not always ownership that's doing it. Sometimes it's the person put in charge of collecting the donations. But people can get a little pushy mm -hmm. and make people feel obligated. And you got to remember, you do not know what your employee situations are, and they may not have the money to give. And so we've got to be really careful about how we approach those things, because that's going to add more stress. Yes. You know, and so that's just something to keep in mind, because I actually just saw that happen recently. Oh, yes. So what, what I know. Yeah. So and, you know, it was all with the right intention. Sure. It just sure. sometimes people have a tendency to to assume that everybody around them is in the same position and is not struggling in any way, shape or form. And, and typically that's not true. Well, and I love like the white elephant gifts where you have like a $5 max because it challenges people to be more creative and to really think mm -hmm. outside the box. And so like anywhere between like that, hey, you have to go to a dollar store where you can only spend one to $5 at the most and try to make it meaningful. Can you represent something that happened this year or something that was special to you that your person did for you? And really Try, try to make it more about the memory than the actual thing itself. The thing is just a symbol, right? And that mm -hmm. would be one of the ways you could. And again, I know what Julie was talking about was a little different, but it, it just kind of triggered that in my, in my head. Do you love news about LinkedIn, Indeed, Google, and just about every other recruitment tech company out there? Hell yeah. I'm Chad. I'm Cheese. We're the Chad and Cheese Podcast. All the latest recruiting news and insights are on our show. Dripping in snark and attitude. Subscribe today wherever you listen to your podcasts. We, we out. Also want to tell you guys, uh, we have pulled together a great group of resources for you from um, more of a national perspective. That doesn't mean that you can just post those and be done with it. Make sure that you are, as Julie said, finding your local resources too. I think that's one of the things that uh, it can be a challenge for us because we say, oh, my bosses won't let me do that. Or, oh, as a company, we can't afford to do this. Or, oh, as a company, we can't do that. But that doesn't mean you can't individually be a resource be the person who can tell people where to get the help, even if you can't provide the help yourself. I think being a resource sometimes is equally as important. 
Uh, and on that note, you know, as managers and HR professionals, I think one of the best things you could do during this time is just to take a little bit more time with your employees uh, and the people with whom you work and just really talk to them, ask them how they're doing and listen and don't offer platitudes. I know that is what we do in polite society, but if somebody does confide in you that things aren't great, don't tell them, oh, I'm sure it'll all work out or I'm sure it's going to be fine. That can can ring false. Not that you mean it that way, but sometimes that can feel very unhelpful <laughs> if somebody is struggling. So, you know, sometimes it's just nice to say, that sucks. I'm so sorry. What can I do? Yeah. How can I support you? You know, or if you ever need to talk, truly, I'm here. Or, you know what, let's let's get lunch tomorrow and let's talk about this some more, you know? Um, so I think that those are really important things to remember. And I was just reading something the other day, which I think this is another thing a lot of us try to do when we're trying to relate to someone. So again, I'm not faulting people for do this. Lord knows I've done it myself, but we do have a tendency to, when somebody tells us something, we try to find something from our own history that helps us relate. And so we'll go, oh, I know what you mean when I blah, 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 blah. But oftentimes that has the opposite effect. So it is challenging to just sit and listen and not try to fix anything. Yes, yes. <laughs> to just be there for someone. But that during this time of year um, or any time you know that somebody is struggling is probably one of the best things you can do is just to show them that you're going to be there. You will sit there even if they don't want to talk. I 100% could not agree more. I think that that last part, I knew exactly where you were going. <laughs> I knew exactly. I was over here shaking my head. Yes, yes. And the truth is, maybe you did go through something similar, right? And you think, oh, this puts me in a great position. But the truth is, and I'll use this as an example, several people have had cancer, pick your type of cancer, right? But your cancer is personal to you. And what you go mm -hmm. through is your story. And it's not going to be the same as my story, even if we had the exact same type of cancer or anything like that. So understand that you can say, I don't know your story, but I know my own. And so I'm here for you. And however that looks for you. You let me know you're in the driver's seat and I will be here for you in any way I can. So important. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So important. And then if they want to ask you for advice, that's great. Yeah. Then, then you can feel free to give it. But just starting off by saying, I'm here. I'm listening. Definitely. It's all you got to do. You don't have to have any magic words. It's not your job to fix it. Your job is just to support. So we've talked a lot about our employees and mm -hmm. managers recognizing it or HR professionals recognizing it in their employees. But what if it's in yourself? Yeah. 
We have another article for you guys. The second, the second article, um, it's it's from Nami actually, and the author was Luna. I think it's Greenstein, but if it's Greenstein, I do apologize. I believe it's Greenstein. Uh, Tips for managing the holiday blues, and I'm going to just quickly read through the individual identifiers because they're very similar to the identifiers that we discussed in our last article. If you are experiencing extra fatigue, okay, some of us wake up tired, right? But it's worse (laughs) than normal. (laughs) You're uh, having a lot of tension, you know, that you wake up and your jaw is exceptionally clenched or that you get frustrated a little more easily, or maybe you're experiencing feelings of loneliness and isolation. And and maybe those feelings are always there, but because it's the holidays, you use that loneliness to further isolate yourself, which of course will create sadness or even a sense of loss. If you are experiencing any of those, and I'm not reading through them quickly to try to say that they're not important. I just do feel like we've co- we covered a different way of looking at those with our employees, but you have to take a step back and look at yourself too. It's not just about them because, you know, they, we always talk about you're only as effective as, as you can be, and you're not going to be effective if you're run down, if you're short, if you're not paying attention. So get the rest you need, create a plan. I like it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Put your own oxygen mask on first. That's what I was waiting for you to say. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You knew where I was going. Yes, yes. Yeah. So some other things that can be helpful. Stick to your normal routine as much as possible. A lot of times during the holidays, we kind of use it as an excuse to let go of all of our routines, but they can really help you feel more grounded and secure uh, if you sort of stick to those routines. So if you can, Stick to your normal routines, again, as much as possible, but be flexible. And, you know, if you typically work out a certain number of days per week and you can't do that all the time through the holidays, give yourself some grace, too. I love that. But don't throw it completely out the window. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Speaking of that, uh, let's talk about eat and drink in moderation. I, I <laughs> you know, Julie and I love our wine. You know that, but I really do want to stress: if you are feeling down, if you're feeling more in the dumps, the last thing that you want to do is add a depressant on top of it. You should not. Well, especially alone. <laughs> if, maybe if you have, uh, you know, your best friend or something and you want to have a glass and, and pour it out, as they say on one of Julie and I's favorite shows, um, then do that. But really and truly try to get out there, get some exercise, create one of those gratitude lists that Julie and I talked about in our last episode. Do something, but try to avoid, um, try to avoid making it worse on yourself. On that note, I think another great tip from this article is setting reasonable expectations and goals for holiday activities. So that would include things like shopping, cooking, entertaining, attending parties, sending out holiday cards, whatever it may be. You know, do what you can this year. It may look different than last year or the five years before that, but you don't need to 
add the pressure of doing whatever you did last year if that doesn't work for you this year. Like my husband and I have always sent out these epic Christmas cards uh, and we travel a lot. So we've always had all these great pictures from, you know, all over the world. And uh, last year, Trish may remember my Christmas card. I <laughs> I remember all your Christmas cards. Yeah. They're fantastic. Last, <laughs> last year, I was not feeling it. I'm just going to be honest. Last year was a rough one. Uh, and we had, you know, suffered the loss of two of our senior cats. And, you know, some people out there may think that that's nothing, but they were like our children. And it happened. One happened in November and it was just not a great year. And so I just couldn't do it that year. So I, put, I mean, I still made it funny because I put the pictures of the two cats that had passed and then, you know, said rest in peace and funny things about them. And then I had Luna, who's still with us, who was taking over the universe. And then, you know, on the back of it, it was black and it said like 2022. You blew. Like, I don't even remember the rest of it. It was like, I'm not going to pretend that this was a good year because it wasn't. And one of the things I cannot stand is our fake Facebook world. Like, mm-hmm. I just can't. Uh, everything's perfect. I, I can't do that. It's just not in me. And so I actually did get a lot of people that reached out to me with that card and said, this really hit home. Like, it, I loved it. You know, and it was not a happy card. <laughs> it's the real, real. <laughs> it was the real, real. So, you know, do again, just kind of getting back to the point of that, like do what works for you this year. And if you have to let go of things for your own mental health and wellness or your families or someone in your family, then do it because that is more important than whatever expectation you're placing on yourself. I am so excited that you picked that one because I think that was perfect for you. And I do remember the card. I remember all your cards, <laughs> like I said before. And for those of you who are out there going, yeah, yeah, well, that's okay for some people, but not for me. No, it is okay for you as well. When we talked um, in one of our earlier episodes, we were talking about performance and meeting people where they are right? So meet yourself where you are, give yourself a little grace and and just realize that no one's expecting anything fabulous or perfect. As a matter of fact, they may appreciate the craziness. Um, I think some of my favorite cards we've ever gotten have come from family, family members where they were trying to make the perfect card and like the tree fell over and the cat got in it. <laughs> and I know that that sounds like a holiday movie, but it's absolutely true. And so some of those where things just go completely awry can just be like, you know what, this is life. Let's get dirty. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so I really like that one. Speaking of life and getting dirty, um, let's talk about budgets again. Julie already mentioned budgets once. I do want to remind you guys, there are so many wonderful things you can do. You do not have to overextend yourself and buy and buy and buy. Sometimes, you know, people say your presence is present enough And I think really and truly people do mean that. And so if you are worried about 
buying the perfect present or getting your child, or if your employee's worried about getting that your child the newest, the latest, the greatest, maybe think about some other ways that you could make that child happy. Maybe there's some taking them somewhere, spending some time. Um, I know our one of our other dear friends, like her family, they didn't really exchange presents. They actually went on a trip together. And now mm-hmm. she has all of those incredible memories. She's doing the same thing. Um, well, sort of, <laughs> sort of the same thing with her son. They're expanding a little bit, but like they do, they make those same kind of memories. And, and I think that that's what it truly is about. No one's ever going to remember the little, pl- I mean, all right. I remember a cabbage patch kid. I will admit it. <laughs> it's not like I remember the things I didn't get. I I know some of you may say, well, there was that one thing I didn't, but mostly, (laughs) mostly what I remember are the, the times that I got to spend with family, with friends, um, you know, and when we say family, your family is who you make it. If your family isn't biological or blood or whatever you want to call it, adoptive, maybe it's your friends. And and mm-hmm. that family is just as important. Don't forget that those that's your support system. So family is who you make it and really make sure that you're keeping it simple and being with your people. <laughs> yep. Two quick things on that. So... We, my family, we have always done for, for years and years, we had, we've always had a budget because we have people with varying income levels and we don't want anybody to feel like they're going above what they can do. Uh, But our Christmas really became about, hey, so what do you want? And then the person would tell us and then that's what they'd get. And it kind of took all the fun out of it. So (laughs) last year I suggested, and I knew you know, certain people were financially stressed. And so I said, you know what, let's do $25 gifts and nobody gets to tell anybody what they want. Like it's all a surprise because don't you remember like how fun it was to be surprised by a gift? Oh yeah. You know, that's like great. And so we really, really like that. And so, um, we're doing that again this year. And then I will say that, so I have one, one of my nieces always asked for us to write her letters about how much she means to us. Uh, And I know she treasures those more than any gifts that she gets. And then one of the other ones, um, one of my other nieces said, I want you to make me something. And I was like, like, (laughs) you know, (laughs) so I thought this was pretty good. I made her a playlist nice of music and then I wrote out why I picked each song. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. And so then of course her, sisters were like, well, you got to make me one. Of course. Of course they were. <laughs> so, but like they listen to that all the time. And I like to think that, you know, when they're listening to that, they're remembering that I spent hours making this Aww. playlist and then writing down why I picked all of those particular songs um, for them. But like, those are the sorts of things that really stick with people. So, and again, that didn't cost any money. Um, so uh, just some some ideas there. <laughs> Julie, I actually did the same thing, by the way. My dad had made me one for my 18th birthday. I turned around and gave it 
back to him for his oh birthday. Gosh. We won't say how many years later. We'll just say it yeah. was a, an mm-hmm. even a lot of even numbers later. And I had redone it for him um, so that he could have it now because the one he made me was a tape. <laughs> No, I know, right? right? So, big difference. I, it did. It did take me a minute to figure out how to make somebody a playlist yes. in today's world. Yes, but and it wasn't. It wasn't how to make the playlist. It was how to share it with them. Right. That, that was a wee bit challenging, right. but I figured it out. So. <laughs> Um, So speaking of music, though, that's another way you can listen to music or find other ways to relax. Listen to an audio book while you're making cookies or just, you know what, sit down and listen to an audio book. You don't have to be doing anything else. Do whatever helps you relax. I love music. Mm -hmm. I always have music going. If I'm sitting here, I mean, sometimes silence is wonderful as well. But if I'm at the house by myself, there's always some sort of music going. Wow. We have been talking for a while, haven't we? Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, you guys, we're going to come up with um, a couple of quick ideas. Um, I actually want to steal a couple of mine from Lisa Howard. She had seven tips to managing your mental health during the holidays. Um, And the ones I want to steal from her would be let go of the fantasy. That is the one I really, really want to steal from her. Um, I understand that you have a ton of expectations and you want to build this up and you want to make it perfect for your kids. But honest to goodness, the best way to make it perfect is to be present. Put down your darn phone. Put down the electronics. Like Focus on being there and really being with them in the moment as they're experiencing whatever it is that you did give them. So that would be the one I want to steal from her. I love it. Um, The other thing that I would just add is to share the happy memories, because if if you can, again, depending where you're at and and what your circumstances are. uh, But I guess that goes back to what we talked about last episode, which is the gratitude. If you can find something to be grateful for, even if it feels like there isn't anything, then that can help you at least start to see things a little bit differently and maybe a light starts to open up. I think my other very last thing would be if you are feeling down, depressed, anxious, whatever, whatever the feeling is, don't be afraid to reach out. There are so many people who are willing to listen, to help, to be there. And I think sometimes we get so inside of ourselves and we don't want to bother people that we don't just tell people, you know what, things are rough right now. Uh, So I just encourage you, if you are feeling that way, to reach out. And I will tell you, our email is in the show notes. So if you've got nobody else, you can reach out to us and we will do whatever we can. I will listen to you. Trisha will listen to you. Uh, We will be here to support you. So just reach out. You're not alone. You're really not. Remember, you guys, the holiday blues are temporary, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't take them seriously. Like Julie said, if those feelings persist, if you feel like you're experiencing some sort of a mental health crisis, please 
please listen to what Julie just told you. Reach out to us, reach out to any of the resources that we've included for you in the show notes. Focus on, you know, it, especially if you've lost someone recently, I would say going with Julie's share the happy memories. It's okay to talk about that person. It's okay to be sad that they're not with you. Maybe talk about what their favorite part of the holiday was and really just include them in your holiday as you go forward. It doesn't mean that they're just because they're gone doesn't mean they can't be a part of it with you. So we see your hearts and we wish you all a ton of health and happiness, however you celebrate the holidays. And please know that we're here for you and we're so excited to spend another holiday season with you. So before we wrap up, Julie, tell me about that wine. It is delightful, but I will say that the thing that makes it so, so delightful and so special is that my niece, Lauren, gave it to me. Mm. Lauren, excellent choice, my dear. (laughs) (laughs) And that she listens. She is not an HR, but she listens to us uh, every time an episode drops. So I truly appreciate that. And I, I love you, Lauren. And thank you so much. It's a beautiful wine from a beautiful person. What about you? I want to say I love Lauren, too. (laughs) I love her wine choice, too. (laughs) Man. Oh, that was just so sweet. Um, Yeah, I absolutely love this wine. Uh, I actually, the first time I tried it was uh, on my birthday. My husband picked it out. So, um, yeah, he's getting to be quite the... uh, quite the good chooser of wines for lack of a better way to say that I don't know how do you say that anyway I send him to the store and he does very well so shout out to him he's learned a lot from our podcast as well (laughs) or maybe from you not from me (laughs) yeah all right with that thank you for uh staying with us uh we we uh we did talk for a little while there I know that's not unusual but um thank you for sticking with us through this very important topic. We do wish you all a safe, healthy uh, holiday season and um, check on each other. Mm -hmm. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.